Well, hello, and welcome to Cancer is Courageous with your host, Joe Skate, survivor entrepreneur. I'm so happy that you have joined us today. The podcast will share the stories of cancer survivors, patients, parents, children, and more. CIC is putting a voice to the message of people who are fighting cancer on a daily basis. We believe that every step of the cancer journey is courageous and worth sharing the experience of overcoming the disease that plagues so many people in our world today. Our goal is to highlight the healthcare providers, the researchers, the organizations, the communities, and so many more with the message that cancer is not contagious, but it is courageous. And today we have an incredible interview that I'm so passionate about and that I'm so happy to have on the air with us today. And that is Miss Betty LaFleur. Hello, Betty. How are you? Absolutely (laughs) wonderful. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. What's so special about your interview today is that you're a mother. You're a mother and um, also your husband, um, Michael, who's the father of your son, who actually suffered from cancer, went to a, through a bout of cancer, and you guys took care of him so beautifully. And so yeah. today, while I have you on here, I, I just want, you know, coming from a parent's perspective, I want you to talk about today, and I'm going to ask a few questions with you about how that was and how important it is for us to understand the patient as a whole, and then just how you're adjusting in the future. But I will prompt you with the questions, but it is, I, I just really appreciate you being on the podcast today and taking your time. Now, I'm going to tell them a little secret, though. I have to tell them this, that you're my big sister. <laughs> we can't go through this without actually talking to um, our audience and, and letting them in on our secrets. So we're talking all the time, every day. So it's not like this is new to us, but I think what's so special, and then I'm gonna tell you on air right now, I appreciate you praying for me and being considered of me with me being a cancer survivor and even continually being healed of cancer at this moment. You call me every morning, you encourage me, you give me the strength I need, and I thank you, and I love you for that. I know how important that support is, so thank you, my sister. Oh, you are welcome, my sister. Always. (laughs) Always. Yes, and now we're going to jump right into the interview, and I want you to literally tell people who you are, who you are, and how you actually entered into this cancer journey. Oh, wow. Um, hey, I've worked most, mostly all of my life. I'm uh, newly retired right now. I've done so many things, worked at so many places with the government. Yeah, 2017, June 2017 um, was when we um, got the news that um, he had the cancer, um, eye cancer. And um, it wasn't great news. I was brave because he was brave. We were brave because he was brave. He knew what what it was going to be like. He never, never, ever just shut down. 
you know, he was Mike until the end, all the way up to the end. But it was a battle. It was really a battle. We're still battling right now, you know. All I can say to um, the families that are going through it is the time is special. You know, we don't know, you know, all the time what will happen, what will not happen. Some make it, some don't. But regardless, the time is precious. And from all of what we went through, you know, I get super emotional thinking about it. It was a learning experience, mm-hmm. you know, going with my sister, you, Joe, you know, I mean, you survived it four times. So, you know, you just can't give up. You never give up. I do know that I feel fuller today than I did in 2017 because I learned from the experience and I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to keep my strength up for my family. We do it for one another. You know, mm-hmm. it takes all, it takes a family. Back in the day, they used to say it takes a family, a community to raise, you know, the children. It takes our entire family. You know, it's like a medicine. It's mm-hmm. like a medicine. You know, when we all connect, our faith is strong. We're praying continuously. You know, whether it's the good or the bad, we're continuously praying. And without that, you know, I don't think we could have survived it. And of course, Joe, you know, you, I was with the even though you were going through yours, let me get through it with Michael. You made me understand things that I probably understood, but I just didn't want to accept, you know, which it takes time for that. And for me, you know, and I know for my my family, my husband, my my daughters, my grandkids, that's a big part of us, you know, that we lost. Yeah. He was a beautiful person. He lit up a room, always encouraging people. And those are the things that we remember about him kind-hearted person, those type things. You think about the good times. And we just have to love and remember if we know the outcome, we know what it's going to be. For me, I'm better than I was in 2017. Mm. We've moved forward and we'll continue to move forward. I have to because I have other ones to take care of, of course. Life continues on. It continues on. And if the shoe's on the other foot, I'd expect he'd do the same thing as we're doing moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, we keep um, I think we kind of missed it in the beginning, but you're, it was your son, your only son. And yes, my only son. 20, 28. Uh, 30. He was 30. Mm-hmm. And he had what type of cancer did he have? It was an eye cancer that he had. I can't um, pronounce it. It wasn't coming, coming in uh, African-American. It's mostly detected in uh, older white men and women. So it, it was a baffle. You know, we didn't really know. Um, his treatment took place at MD Anderson. I give thanks to all the people that made that possible. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he knew that it could or couldn't help. You know, he knew the prognosis of his illness so you know he wanted to give us a try because it it probably could have helped other people that's where the treatment was but that's the type cancer it it it, um was i don't know the name i couldn't even pronounce it if i if i tried but um, (laughs) we know it was a type of eye cancer though yeah yeah very very aggressive very very aggressive was it a particular stage he was in well, I think it started out as maybe a two or three, and 
within months, less than six months, he was gone. Mm, so that's yeah, pretty so aggressive. And that was pretty much a big life change for you guys because you found out he had it. And then all of a sudden it just was so aggressive. So I'm pretty sure that had to, there had to be some change in your oh, life, man. work, you know, <laughs> just oh, everybody, you know, just everything. Yeah. As I, as I stated earlier, you know, my daughters, my husband, we all just joined in. I actually uh, retired. Um, um, I wouldn't say retired or quit working uh, that July because we bought a home. I had completely stopped working. Michael, he quit work a couple, three months later. You know, we had um, the girls, back, you know, planning the trips. You know what I'm saying? Coming back and forth to help out with the kids, whatnot. Yeah, it changed our life tremendously. But if I had to do it again, I'd do it again because that time was well worth it. It was well spent. I wouldn't have wanted to spend it any other way. And at his request, that's exactly what we did. He wanted us beside him. That's the way we were when we brought him in the world. When he left here, we, he left with both of us on his arms. So mm, crazy. I was I, hoping you would tell that or be, you know, mm-hmm. at a state where you can talk about those last mm-hmm. moments. I know that can be mm-hmm. but at the yeah. same time, I'm pretty sure that was special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was real special. You know what I'm saying? Very hurtful, but but special, you know. Like I say, I'm better than I was in 2017 and came a long way and learned a lot in learning to um, continue to live his dream, you know. I mean, just off of his his memories alone, that's enough mm-hmm. to keep you smiling. You smile, you cry. Yeah. You know, but you always feel like he in the room. He was that kind of person. When you walked in the room, he just took it over. Very, very, very special young man. But he fought the battle, you know, um, did the best that he could. But I do know that he's in a better place. And um, like I say, he knew, he knew exactly what he was going through. He knew, so. I'm pretty sure by him knowing too, he helped you all to accept it. I'm pretty sure oh, and, and walk you through that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. He, he did, he never, he, he didn't talk about it a lot. His request was to make sure all he wanted was us to take care of him. And, um, you know, we stopped working and we did just that. We took care of him. That's mm-hmm. all he requested until the end. He didn't want any GoFundMe pages. He didn't want that. He reached out to his friends and family, whoever he wanted to tell. And he said he was going to fight the battle until the end. And that's exactly what he did. He fought until the end. He did. Mm-hmm. The last word. His siblings, how did the siblings take to it? I'm pretty sure it was pretty hard for them, you know. Yeah, right now, they're, you know, they're, they all are still tender with it. You know what I'm saying? They're learning to um, cope with it. It's been, what, four years? Just learning to cope with it every day is a different day. Every day they get stronger. You know, we talk about it. You know, we learn that they're learning to open up as I have. Everybody's coping. Mm-hmm. They're still breathing, but um, we're learning to love it and talk about it with a smile. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's awesome. And that comes with a lot of prayer, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
Well, I can, you know, I can remember how hurt I was hearing it and what he was going through. But at the same time, I can remember how you used to tell me the stories of how strong he was because he had a good mental mindset. Because I remember even going through what I'm going through, how they told me it's like 90% mental and 10%, you know, physical, literally. You have to have a strong mindset to face each day to go to answer and have a lot of yeah. courage. <laughs> it takes a lot of courage. You have to just literally stand up in it, man. It can, mm-hmm. It'll put you to your knees. It mm-hmm. will put you to your knees. I tell you, it will. How important is it? How important is it for people to understand person going through it? Well, yeah, you got you got to understand the person. You know, you you have to understand them, and that's a harsh thing for anybody to to hear. You know what I'm saying? But the family or people, you know, you got to be uplifting in their life because you know that's got to be a constant. They're not. I know Michael never spoke on it. But I, you know, I always wondered what went on in his mind. What was he really thinking this or that? You know, you, you, you wonder that families or friends or whatever, you, you, you find yourself afraid to ask that question. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to bring it up because I know what, what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Always wondered. But don't be afraid. Go ahead and ask those questions. But he was pretty precise. You know, he knew what he wanted. You know, he laid it all out. Mm -hmm. I know for us growing up, Betty, cancer used to be called the C word. You never Mm -hmm. really talked. Nobody spoke on it. No, no one spoke. And and we were not educated on it. It wasn't until my early young adult years that I found out what actually happened to our mother, what type of cancer she had. I heard one thing, heard another. You know, that was really devastating at a small age. You know what I'm saying? You know, at a young age, I mean, seven years old, you two and a half, you don't know what's going on. We were still carrying you on our hips. We didn't know. We weren't (laughs) educated. We weren't Mm -hmm. educated with cancer. It don't care who it attacked. That's right. No, it doesn't care. You know what I'm saying? So we just have to be mindful and take care of ourselves. Make sure when things are happening, we go see why. Exactly. Exactly. You really do. Michael was a young man, and I'm sure he didn't expect that. I didn't, didn't. But mm-hmm. the, the hardest thing on the, on the journey for me with that is I lost something more precious than than a jewel. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was like a chop of my heart. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. It was a hard, hard journey, you know, to accept that my son was actually gone, you know, or hugs, no more kisses, no more I love you, mom, no more barefoot Betty. (laughs) (laughs) And you can't take that for granted. We all have a a time Mm -hmm. and a tick, but... um, you really have to not take life for granted and, you know, just, just live each day like it's your last. Yeah, absolutely. Those mm-hmm. were his words. <laughs> those are your words. Yes, your those words. my words. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it brings it back because you, that's a good, good saying there. Um, it brings it to the question, 
How important is the message that Cancer is Courageous is trying to do for our culture today, what we're doing now, you sharing your story and many others in the future. How important is cancer um, is courageous? It's a big deal. I mean, you know, this was created through our issues with cancer, you know, so, hey, it's, it's, it's dear to the heart. And for, to have a platform for people to speak about it, I mean, it, it's wonderful. It's not only for, you know, for um, the survivors, just for the people who's going through it. That, you have to think about that too. Mm-hmm. Someone that you love being crippled by this thing. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I've looked at you, you've gone to the doctor, you've had good doctors and you know, a lot of times, you know, the medical situation isn't good everywhere. And here it was not. I'm very uh, scarred from that. You know what I'm saying? And that's all I'll say about that. A lot of times that's, that's, a, that's not good for our communities. But I think if we're educated on it and they at least try to change the system, I mean, if someone is diagnosed, if you have insurance, that's great if you don't. You know, you should have some type of uh, plan implemented to at least they can get some type of treatment. I, I couldn't even begin to say what type of um, change they need to do with it because it, you know, I mean, something really needs to be done, you yeah. know, but this is the platform, you know, for people who want to speak out and tell their story because, you know, I mean, you don't know anything that you might say might help that next person, whether it's a, it's, it, it's the person with cancer or the person who's taking care of the person with cancer. Mm-hmm. I mean, the podcast, I mean, the, 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 the platform, it, it, it's, it, it's good. It'll grow. I mean, my um, interview right now, it's kind of raggedy, but hey, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. We can hear you, though. And that's, that's the thing about cancer is courageous is that we hear your voice. And we mm-hmm. hear what you, it's a platform where you're able to voice that. And of course, we'll have you again, but mm-hmm. we would love to bring you and your husband at the same time and talking about as parents to, to get, mm-hmm. how did you experience that? But that's the whole purpose yeah. of the platform, you know? Mm-hmm. And that too, you have to have that support. And I say, you know, from my children to my, you know, my husband, his family, my family, everybody came together as a family. And it was so much praying going up, on, going on up in here. He went to the right place because, hey, we prayed about it. That's what happened. We asked the Lord. That's where he went. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it, absolutely. It, it's, you know, you hate to say it like that, but I couldn't see him like that. You know, he wouldn't have wanted to be like that. But again, like I say, he knew what was going on and he got up out of here man he he did it he he did what he was supposed to do i always say that there's healing also in death a lot of people don't understand that don't understand it but it is but it is healing in that it It really really and our life has changed a lot it's great i mean i'm retired now i can you know take care of this you know my family when they get sick i'm able to you know, do the things for the family that I need. It's pretty hard when you're working a full-time job. 
and you know you're trying to get 24 you're trying to get to get 30 hours out of 24 and it's not gonna work like that but i'm right now fast forwarding to where i am right now it's a true blessing and um hey if i had to do it all over again i would i'm thankful truly Amen. amen Now, two more, two more questions here. And I think I hear your dog in the back, right? Mm-hmm. He, yeah. he'll stop. he wants to talk too. Oh, that's yeah. all right. That's right. These were uncut <laughs> interviews. So um, that's nice to have a family dog. <laughs> well, yeah, um, part of it. yeah. Two more questions here, and we'll um, we're at the top of the hour to end the interview. But you kind of mentioned it a little bit already. One is what are your thoughts on cancer treatments for the future of our culture in our communities today? You kind of mentioned that already. You said there needs to be more offered in, um, you didn't have yeah, the greatest experience because you have to drive far to get his treatments, right? Yeah, I, I, we, we um, uh, resident uh, is here in Florida and we had to drive to Texas outside of the state because there are no facilities to treat something like that. And then, you know, you have to go through your insurance to do that and the type of insurance you had, it was a Medicaid or some type of um, uh, insurance. You know, you had to get other forms to send to the hospital to be granted the treatment. It was just really bad. But through prayer from the family and everybody else, you know, MD Anderson took me in. He was able to get about three treatments before we had to end the treatments in his life ending. But they were real helpful. I thank all the people there for what they did. But it, it was a long drive, nine hours we had to drive. Well, to so unfortunate because a lot of people can possibly live longer if they had the right treatment. If they had the right treatments, if they didn't have to go far, it's got to be something, especially for the disadvantaged. You know what I'm saying? Everybody don't have internet. Everybody don't have a car. You know, some people live in in areas where it's too far for them to walk, to ride a bike or anything. Mm -hmm. I just think the community needs to come together. And, um, you know, especially in your little small town, you think that in your small town, you would be able to to, to, to do something of uh, that nature. It's just, and just pure education. Pure putting the education out there, the screenings. Right. There's things that that could be done. You know, this maybe this is a good start for it. Maybe everybody will shoot all their ideas around and, um, Mm -hmm. you know. It's beginning. We could see some of it happening, what you said in the culture, but it Mm -hmm. just needs to be more. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, you know, and like I say, some people are just not, they're disadvantaged to, they have a disadvantage for that type of thing. It sounds simple, the education of this and that, but if if it's not working, you know, for you in the community or a place like I live. Well, I mean, you're statistically right because statistically, you know, um, some of the more deprived, you're not in a deprived area, but even the poor areas don't have the same health care, the same opportunity to mm-hmm. get treatments. Exactly. Like and mm-hmm. so there's a yeah. problem there, and we have to address that. If we're going to decrease, you know, mm-hmm. fight cancer mm-hmm. in the future. Um, last question here, encouragement 
for the future or give some encouragement for the future to those that are still dealing with um, cancer and then those that are helping others with cancer. Because I know now you do have a daughter who's dealing with that now. And so I know that you're kicking right in because you know the experience. (laughs) Hey, I got my armor on. Yeah. Just keep on moving forward. I did uh, learn one thing. I can't let it take me. Mm. Because energy is needed elsewhere. It's encouraged people to, hey, let them or we all just live life like it's our last. You know, enjoy. Don't let it get you too bad. If you stay on your knees, it ain't going to, you know, you, you should be able to survive it. But I won't be sad. I'll do everything in my power to get a smile, to make it easier, whatever the situation may be. I'm still armed up. I never took my gear off. Mm. I never took my gear off. Mm. Still Mm. fight. So I just encourage everybody to have a positive attitude, find things that will make um, the family and the person comfortable. Mm. You know, just, just love, you know, love the moment. It's hard. You'll see things that you don't want to see. It'll break you down, but you still got to be strong. You got to think, you know, outside of that box because whatever happens, it's going to happen. But if you're still here, you got to survive. So just stay strong, stay strong. I just got so much around me to be strong for and to be praying for. I can't just, yeah, I can't, can. <laughs> I can't. Can. Got to keep it moving. I got to yes. keep it moving. Yeah. Three beautiful daughters, my sisters and brothers and still here with me. My, my, my in-laws are such beautiful. Just surrounded with just nothing but but beauty. You understand? Just beauty. Life can be just that. Don't get me wrong now. There are plenty of circumstances, but you just got to stay strong and stay positive. I try to. I walk out the front door, the back door, and just look at my flowers. It makes me happy. It's simple things that keeps you going. And I always treat people the way you want to be treated. And I think you can survive it no matter what the outcome. Amen. I love it. Um, Take beauty in the simple things is what I hear. Well, you've been listening to Cancer is Courageous. I mean, this keeps getting better and better, these incredible testimonies. We thank you so much, Betty LaFleur, for taking this time to be with us and share uh, your heart with us and giving us those encouraging words. Now, make sure you stay tuned, audience, for the next great interview or for the next voice on Cancer is Courageous. Betty LaFleur lives in Florida and she's retired military. She is a mother who lost a son to eye cancer five years ago.